Hi there, welcome to the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Love, where we dive in each week to chat about your health, healing foods, and mindset to make it happen. I'm a holistic nutrition practitioner specializing in women's hormonal health, a mother of six who has been on a long journey of healing my body from pre-diabetes, PCOS, and more using the power of food. With a practice helping many women around the world heal their bodies with a step-by-step method that not only gets results, but makes the whole transformation delicious and easy as a way of life, even when life is crazy. And it could definitely get crazy. So pull up a seat and let's dive into these game-changing conversations. Welcome to the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Love, where we dive in each week to chat about your health, healing foods, and mindset to make it happen. I'm a culinary nutrition expert specializing in hormonal health, a mother of six who has been on a long journey of healing my body from pre-diabetes, PCOS, and more, and who is obsessed with the power of food on our ability to heal our bodies, as well as finding the ways to make it easy and happy to make these changes with our crazy, busy lives. Pull up a seat and let's dive into these game-changing conversations. Well, hello there. Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. So summer vacation is in full gear by us here. All my kids are home. I have two teenagers, a preteen, a kid who eats like two teenagers, and two preschoolers. And it really just seems like we're running a restaurant and we're running out of food every other day. Each one has the things he likes, the things he can't eat, the things he won't eat. It's just a little bit crazy. Another thing is that both I and Laser, my hubby, are still working. So they're kind of working on feeding themselves a lot. And that brings around to a lot of a lot of mess. And a lot of choices that we that we wouldn't always prefer them to make when it comes to the foods that they choose. My second, who is 13 now, I actually used to call him my human grilled cheese sandwich because I think he had one every single day, if not more, if I would allow him to. So a few years ago, when I made the transition for my health that I did, I remember thinking, oh, I want my family to join in. And basically every time I made a transition like that, I really wanted everyone to be on board with me. But truthfully and honestly, we have to understand that just like we made a choice to make a change and just like we had to work through different things until we got to the point that we were ready for a change, we have to respect that our kids need to be at a place that they choose to make a change as well. So it's a lot easier when you have babies that are born into a house that's healthy and that's what they eat and that's what they know. But when I made my change, I had some of my kids were babies and some were already older and were used to eating all this like not so great food. So I realized that I couldn't put upon them the changes I was making. I had to deal with me wanting them to make changes in a totally different way because If I didn't do it in a different way, it would just start turning into fights, you know, like very headstrong fights. So in honor of the summer vacation, let's talk a little bit about our kids and how we can actually get them to eat healthily. How could we get them to make better choices? And how could we make sure it doesn't turn into a fight? 
Okay, so I'm going to start off by talking about younger children. Okay, so we need to understand that children are all about their senses. So imagine that you fly to some random uh, country and go into a restaurant and they put in front of you on a plate this like weird looking animal food. And the first reaction you have to that is bleh. <laughs> so that's kind of like because we don't know what it is. We've never eaten that before. It's new to us. It's a little scary, right? So we have to understand that when we bring food to kids, that's their first reaction. It's their first time seeing this. It's something new to them. And it's kind of scary and freaky and out of their comfort zone. So once we understand that that could be their reaction, it helps us calm down a little bit about it. Okay, so if we're talking about senses, it's kind of like when you meet a new person, the first thing you do is you look at them, right? So that's using our sense of sight. The second one is they're just in our vicinity, you know, and and we start to talk to them. We start getting acquainted with them. And eventually we could become better friends to a point where we're willing to like touch and hug and kiss and say goodbye and or hello, whatever. So so that is the relationship that our kids really have with food, especially new foods. So when we understand that, we could help them go through these stages so that they don't feel intimidated and scared and frustrated by the food we put in front of them. So for instance, if we're bringing them a first time to taste, um, let's just take a peach for an example. Okay, so the first thing we want to tell them is we, we're going to just put it on the table and let them deal with the sight. So we could talk about it with them. We could say, what is this? What color is it? Is it big or little? Really just talk about what we see. Okay, so the second we're doing that, it's kind of like an exploration exercise with our kids. They don't feel like we're forcing anything on them and they start feeling a little more comfortable. The next thing we do is we say, okay, what, let's use our sense of smell. What does this smell like? And then the kids feel comfortable to say, okay, let me smell it. And they could say, does it smell like sweet or sour or tangy? You know, they could talk about the smell, how they feel about it. And the next stage would be the sense of touch. So let's touch it now. Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it soft? Is it hard? Is it smooth? Is it furry like a peach? And, and basically what we're doing is we're taking this object that our kids were intimidated by beforehand, and we're really just exploring it. At that point, we, we say, okay, so we know what it looks like. We know what it smells like. We know what it feels like. Let's move on to the taste. What do you think it's going to be? Do you think it'll be sweet? Do you think it'll be salty? Do you think it'll be sour? And it's really interesting because once you do this with little kids, they actually really want to taste it to see what it tastes like, like not to eat it. They don't feel like I'm going to tell them to eat it yet. So they just taste, they take a little lick. And then they say, hmm, that's sweet, that's salty. Whatever, whatever the food is, they, they decide what it is. And what's interesting is I once did this. I gave um, some cooking workshops for kids at my home. And we did a smoothie workshop. And before I did that, I took out like the different ingredients we were going to use. And we went through this whole exploration with them. And one of the ingredients was avocado. 
So, you know, the kids were like, okay, it's on the outside, it's a dark green, then inside it has a little brown. They were really into it, like explaining exactly what they see, the color, if it's big, if it's little. And then we moved on to smell and to touch. And then when we got to taste, they were really interested to see what it would taste like because we were like writing down everything we found out about this fruit. And, um, and after they tasted it, they actually opted when they made their smoothies to put the avocado into their smoothie and they tasted it and they drank it and they loved it. So, you know, I didn't think too much about it, but then their mother afterwards told me, did my girls actually eat avocado? And I was like, yes, they absolutely did. And she was so excited. She's like, you know how many times I've tried to get them to eat avocado and now they eat avocado freely. So this really, really works. It's amazing how much it works with little kids when you turn it into this like exploration. So one of the things you could do is really just do that, like take out a pen and paper or markers and say, okay, we want to explore different foods. And then just go through different things that your kids might be put off of or new things or whatever it is. And just like have that exercise to do together. Another thing you could do is really just having them play with their food. You could do it together with them. You could do it alone, but like they could make like different pictures. So they could use broccoli as the trees. And do you get what I'm saying? Like they take their plate and they turn it into a master creation. Once they do that, what they're doing is, is they're using their sense of smell, their sense of touch um, and, and sight, of course. And they're getting much more comfortable because they're touching it and they're not feeling intimidated by it. Another thing I like doing with my kids is once in a while I make hard-boiled eggs and I cut up vegetables in like different shapes and sizes like sticks and I also have olives like little olive slices and then the kids make these little hard-boiled egg faces. (laughs) So that's like a really fun uh, summer vacation activity and it's getting your kids to play with food. Don't be afraid of that. I remember that when I learned this about how important it is for kids to play with food, you know, even with when they're really young and you're trying to feed them with a spoon and just don't touch anything. I remember when I was teaching Noga to eat, I'd put a bib on her. I'd, <laughs> I'd clear the area. I'd stand there with the spoon. I'd hold her hands down just to get the spoon into her mouth so I wouldn't have to clean up the mess. But really, after learning this, I understood how important it was for her to feel what she was eating. So I remember sitting her down at the table, putting the bowl in front of her, and it had like this soup in it, like this very thick lentil soup. And (laughs) the first thing she did was she took a handful and just started painting the table with it. Let me tell you (laughs) that I had a mini heart attack, but I said to myself, hold yourself back, just let her do it. And it was so interesting to see that after she made her little finger painting on the table, she actually went to eat the whole bowl and asked for seconds. She was a baby. She was, I think, nine months old. And I was so surprised because, you know, when I was feeding her myself, she never ate seconds. So that was amazing. That totally shifted the way I looked at feeding my kids. And, and even though I had a lot of cleanup to deal with afterwards, in the end, it really was worth it. Okay, let's move on to older kids. So As I told you, when I transitioned, most of my kids were older. And what I realized is there are a few things I could do. One is just lead by example. And, you know, I continued making them their foods that they liked. And I made, at the same time, foods for myself. And I'll just 
say as a side note that when you meal prep, it helps to do this because then you always have food for yourself ready and you're not thinking, oh, I have to make two meals at once, right? So, but that's for a different time. In any event, when I started eating my foods, I had some of my kids looking at my plate and saying, well, I want what you're eating. And, you know, it didn't happen right away. Some of the kids, it happened quicker than the others. And then I started making bigger amounts of what I ate until everyone was eating what I ate. And that's really how it goes now. I mean, I still have a kid or two that don't always like what I'm making, but I try to make like a, a diverse amount of foods so that they have a choice. But this is something that's taken years to transition to. It's not something that happens overnight and not even in a week. And for some kids, not even in a few months. So we need to have the patience for that. But one of the things I found that really help our kids' transition is getting them excited. So let me tell you a few points uh, to keep in mind with our older kids. One is letting them every week choose either a new vegetable or a new fruit when we go shopping. So either you take them shopping and they get to choose a fruit or vegetable, or if you're doing shopping online, I bring them to the computer to choose. And it's so interesting to see that not only do they eat more vegetables and fruit that way? They're so excited each week to choose and to even taste new fruits and vegetables that they never tasted before. Another way to do it is to really cook together, bring them into the kitchen, have them cooking with you, have them feeling those foods, getting acquainted and used to working with vegetables. And another thing we do is we make time to make a new recipe together. So, you know, there, I, I love looking on Pinterest at all the different recipes, but my kids are also older. They look online, they find a recipe that they want to make. And then, you know, either we healthify it or from the beginning it's healthy and we make that recipe together. So that's a great way also to look forward to doing something new, to taste new foods, to get them comfortable in the kitchen, comfortable with tasting new ingredients and comfortable with healthy ingredients. The next point I want to put out there is really just giving them information about what they're eating. Now, this is a funny one because every time we eat something, I say, oh, we're eating an orange. Do you know that an orange is filled with vitamin C and vitamin C is an antioxidant that helps. So I just like basically lecture them about all the good things that happen to your body. So like I just do it naturally because I'm so excited about it. But what happened is that now my kids quote me. They laugh at me, which I don't mind. And <laughs> they pick up something to eat and I'm like, um, oh, this has blah, 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 you know, and they go on and and laugh at my expense. But on the other hand, I'm really happy because they know everything there is to know about the foods they're eating. So it's great. And he led of mine, who is now seven or eight, he's eight, he's eight. He's going into third grade. He actually comes to me and he asks me, he asks me, mommy, what does this do for my body? So I never try to like really shame them on what they're eating, but I explain like very um, to the to the point what these foods do to our body, whether they make our sugar uh, jump or whether this is something that gives us this certain mineral and what does that mineral do to our body. Once we start having these conversations, our kids could make choices from a place of knowledge. They know. They know what things do. They can make good choices. They can make bad choices, but whatever choices they made are knowledgeable. They know. They know why they're making that choice. And they know that if they make not, not such a great choice, it's okay, 
but they know what's going to be with their body and how to deal with it afterwards. Okay. So for example, you know, a few years ago when he was younger, even, I think he was five. I remember him coming in on a Friday night from shul, from synagogue. And there's a guy there that gives out candies Friday night. So he came in with a big lollipop. He was licking it. And I didn't say anything because as I said at the beginning, we don't want to fight with our kids about it. We want it to be a natural and happy and calm transition. So of course I didn't say anything. And I saw him walk in licking his lollipop and beeline straight to the garbage and throw it in the garbage. And I remember asking him, what, why did you throw your candy away? And he said, well, I know it's not good for my body, but I really like the flavor. So I just wanted to take a few licks so I get the flavor. (laughs) And now I threw it out because I have the flavor in my mouth now. (laughs) And I was so impressed because I didn't tell him anything. It was literally a five-year-old making healthy choices for himself without anyone telling him or asking him or begging him or trying to bribe him. It was just literally a decision he made on his own. So if you could walk around telling your kids what different things do to their bodies, even if they don't make good choices now, when they're older and they, they need to make choices, they'll have the knowledge to know what different things do to their bodies. Okay, the last tip I wanted to say about older kids and younger kids alike is really um, having them taste cuisine from around the world. I mean, the second I tell them I made a Mexican dinner, they are so excited. They don't know what Mexican food is, but it's from Mexico, so of course we're going to taste it. Or if I tell them, oh, we're having Japanese tonight, then they'll taste it. I mean, my kid that I told you, I used to call him a human grilled cheese sandwich. He used to eat sushi because it's from Japan. So (laughs) he still eats sushi, actually. So it really helps to just say, okay, tonight let's do like a trip around the world and let's make food from whatever country and then like make that food healthy, delicious, great, and it'll really help them start tasting new things because it's exciting because it's from a different place in the globe. Okay, guys. So really what I wanted to talk about today is how to go on this health journey with your kids. And I think the most important point, and I've said it a few times, is making sure to give them the space they need to transition. You might not see it immediately. You might not see it years later. But believe me, when you do it happily, when you do it from a place of choice, then it'll empower them to make really amazing choices for for themselves, whether it's now or years from now. Okay, guys, wishing you all a great summer vacation, and I'll see you again next time. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. New episodes are dropping each Thursday and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And I wanted to ask you, are you suffering from a certain hormonal imbalance? Do you have PCOS, perimenopause, endometriosis, prediabetes, infertility, or anything else, did you know that you could most definitely heal using nutrition naturally? I wanted to invite you to join my full comprehensive one-on-one healing program. This four-month program, we work together to balance your hormonal system using delicious, nuanced-for-you nutrition 
as well as supplements as needed. I help my patients gain control of their health and hormones naturally with a step-by-step process and delicious recipes. And we turn everything we learn together into a happy way of life. Reach out to book a free 30-minute consult call and see if we're the right fit for each other. Your health can be transformed. I'll add a link to this free consult in the show notes. Bye for now.